All right, I think we're recording now. All right, fantastic. Great, I'm all sweaty now. <laughs> oh, okay, I think you might have to get pretty close. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? What's going on? Is there a... This thing? Oh, okay, let me make it more sensitive. There we go. I think it's more sensitive now. Alright. How's it sound if I'm over here? Is that good enough or do I get closer? A little closer. What about here? Alright, so this is where I should want to stay. I forgot what everything does. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Okay, we do have to be pretty close. To you. All right. Sounds good. Is the dot wave file okay? I think that's what we use, right? Or MP3, one of those two. Should be fine. Okay. Testing one, two, three. You wanna give it a Yeah. He's been pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Hello? 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 Hello. Yeah, you wanna Hello? mess with it? You can mess with it if you want. Right, which one's the record level? I don't know what this does. Hello. Yeah, I don't know it's different moving that far. Hello. 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 All right, if we move it too high, it picks up a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So don't want it that high. I put it at seventy. But you could pick whatever you I think at 80, it picks up a little bit, but it might make it a little easier for us to record it. Okay. I think a little bit of... Because it's just like that static air noise where it's not really anything, you know? Yeah. I think 80 is good. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say 80 is fine. All right. So, we've been recording for two and a half minutes now. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so we're still calling this Orchata Chat. This is Orchata Chat. I'm Andres. I'm Ugo. And today we don't have Jasmine. She was busy, had some school stuff, you know. Can't yeah. blame her. Our third co-host, usually. Yeah. Alright, so it's the second week of Spooktober. What should we jump into first? We should do the news, right? right. That, you have one piece of news? have one piece of news with us today. It's not too spooky. So, Blizzard did an oopsie. Have you heard about this? Uh, Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong? Yeah, it's about Hong Kong. So, uh, Chung. uh, I don't know how. Is that a name? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. (laughs) Uh, Chung Ninj NG Y Wei. (laughs) He went by the name Blitz Chung. That Mm -hmm. was his video game name, username, yeah. He was a Hearthstone Grandmaster. Which meant it was a pretty big deal in the, the game Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Yeah. Are you familiar with Hearthstone? It's a card game. It right? is a card game. Yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> so recently there was an Asian tournament. Or it might have been a worldwide tournament. I'm not entirely sure. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't want that unsure part in there. 
the way <laughs> just keep everything in like keep the cut in everything <laughs> that's great so that was a tournament and during a specific Asian stream he uh so he won the tournament he was the winner and afterwards he uh basically said free Hong Kong that, that was his statement alright that's like his chant I guess, right? yeah like you know he had the, the limelight people were looking at him free Hong Kong alright and Blizzard suspended him for a year and took away his prize money. <laughs> How much was it? I'm not sure. You don't know? <laughs> I didn't look up. But it was, a, it was a pretty big thing. Uh, Hard Souls is pretty big. No, I don't think millions, but a few thousand. All right. Yeah, that's enough. Then, I think. It, it's a pretty yeah. big issue. <laughs> like, if you want to suspend him, I feel like, sure. That's, but yeah, taking away the prize money, money when yeah. he won? Yeah. If he was a Nazi, you know, that's, that's another <laughs> thing. <but>. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, they took away his prize money and they fired the two commentators. What do you who mean? Were... So I don't know if you ever watched the live stream during competitive gaming. No, but I, like in sports they have commentators. They have commentators. Right. And they fired the two commentators that were working during this live stream. Why? Because they didn't show them up, basically. <laughs> oh, that's not <laughs> their <didn't>... job. <laughs> uh, it was reported that one of them... It was From what I saw, I, I watched a little bit of the, the stream... I didn't see this, but it was reported that he was telling him, like, he was, like, kind of egging him on, like, yeah, go louder, like, let's, let's, yeah, uh, right, right. yeah. I guess. I mean. But it was only reported that one of them was doing that, and they were both fired. Oh. Uh-huh. So this past Friday, Blizzard finally responded. This happened a week or two ago. Yeah. And they've gotten a lot of, a huge backlash for it. So then they finally made the response, and Blizzard claims that the specific views of Chung has no reason for the suspension it's not because he was saying free hong kong it's because he was just making a political statement in general was uh, it that's bullshit though yeah they claimed their blizzard claims their own relationship with china had no influence in this decision what's their relationship with china right, so let me go a little further down because i have that here uh blizzard they have a business arrangement with tencent oh yeah i know that yeah, yeah and i think like tencent owns like it's a small percentage of blizzard i want to say like five percent they're like the biggest yeah, Media Tencent is the biggest Tencent. gaming company in the world. Yeah, they also make movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So most people are thinking it's to appease Probably, their, yeah, their yeah. Chinese overlords. That makes sense, yeah. I don't know, I don't know about that. Overlords. <laughs> but so uh, in their statement on Friday, they did agree to lower Chung's uh, suspension to six months. And they gave him his prize money at the end. Okay. After the giant backlash, though. So he was banned for life. He was and... banned for a year. Oh, okay. And it was down to six months okay, now. Okay, all right. Which, uh, I mean, you know. That's, he's still suspended. Though. He's still suspended. <laughs> yeah. So they're still basically saying, like, don't do not do this again, guys. Yeah. I hope you guys learn. <laughs> um, so during all this, before the response, some Blizzard employees walked out while working in protests mm-hmm. in support of Chung. Yeah. Blizzard's own slogan for their company is Every Voice Matters. So it's a little ironic. In their response, they even address it, though. Let me me read this section from the response because I actually like it. Every voice matters, and we strongly encourage everyone in our community to share their viewpoints in the many places available to express themselves. However, the official (laughs) broadcast needs to be about the tournament and a place where all are welcome. In support of that, we want to keep the official channel focused on the game. Which, you know, 
<laughs> However, it's part of exactly. It's like every voice matters. However, <laughs> if we don't agree with it, don't bring it here. Yeah. It's kind of what it comes out to. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand the situation over there much, but I've looked a little into it. Yeah, but it's, I'm not. You're not gonna say your opinion on it. <laughs> free free people, you know, like people should be freed. Right. I feel like most people who are against Hong Kong are from mainland China. Yeah. And even then, there's probably people that support them in that area as well. So, how do you feel about the the last part of their statement saying that we should keep it only related to the video game? Nah. 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 I mean, there's a well. This guy is. I'm guessing he's from Hong Kong. He himself is from China. I don't know if he himself is from Hong Kong, but he is an activist. He. So it matters to him, and I think it's kind of I, like imagine if like the Oscars or the Golden Globes or the Emmys are like right. you can't make your speech about politics, then no speech would be ever done ever because everything is about politics. You know, politics affects people in different ways. They should be able to express their opinions, especially. I don't think this is like negative. It's not like it'd be different if he like said racist things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's. Something else, but this is in support of something positive, probably. I'm assuming it's positive. Yes, it's positive. He wants yeah. to free the people. Yeah. Uh, so Chung has made a couple of statements regarding all of this. And he says, like, this is something per- very personal to him. Uh, he says he's had trouble focusing on Heartstone because of how big of this issue is right now revolving around his life. Right. So, you know... Once he got the chance up there, he also said he knew he was still probably going to be some backlash towards yeah. him. People might be upset with him. And he was ready for that. But he said, like, he didn't expect to straight up get suspended, get suspended and not be get, allowed to play. And also get your money taken away. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knew, he knew the risk going up there, but he didn't think there were going to be this. It's my understanding. Yeah. What's his statement? Is that was that it? That was part of his statement. He's made a new statement regarding Blizzard's recent statement on Friday, but I haven't checked his current statement on the stance. Right. I think I don't know. That's just the best thing that Blizzard could have done was probably just to not acknowledge it. Like if I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if Tencent like told them you gotta ban this guy, <laughs> get, get him out of here, get him out of here. But that was a terrible PR move. Yeah, I mean, they got so much backlash. Yeah. Uh, on Reddit, the highest thing on the Blizzard subreddit for a while, I don't know if it still is, was here's how to deactivate your account. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Oh, it's a fun little story with this, too. <laughs> uh, every, everyone is super mad, and then people started posting like, hey, you can't deactivate your account anymore. Multiple people were posting that they they can't deactivate their account. What do you mean? They would, they would go through the process, yeah. try deactivating, and then they would get an error message. Huh. The Blizzard was... So Blizzard <laughs> also responded to that, and they said it's because so many people are doing it. Sure. And there's, sure. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people who yeah. are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you were just kind of blocking us from deactivating our account, so yeah. it looked like a smaller deal. That's like what MoviePass did, man. That's, <laughs> that's not a good factor. Yeah, that's what people are thinking. They're just doing this, and then, like, you know, there's going to be some people who next week, they'll be like, eh. Yeah, I mean, probably <laughs> so now. They're not even going to care now. Right now, So they they're not going to deactivate yeah. their account anymore, and they're just going to leave it. Yeah. So that's why... They, if they did do it on purpose, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, I don't know how many pro Hong Kong people are on Blizzard. Like, I'm not even if they are. Like, I'm not sure they care enough about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, you know, it is a big thing on the internet right now, and it is this mob mentality. Yeah. So a lot of the people are doing it just to join the mob. Yeah. By next week, the They'll mob be will back. be somewhere else. Yeah. It's going to blame SJWs on <laughs> diversity or something. But there are a lot of people who are claiming they are going to boycott Blizzard from now on. Because sure. of their stance here. That's fine. Yeah. Who knows how many people actually do it? I've currently not playing any Blizzard games for it. <laughs> they're, they're all MOBAs, right? Um, every Blizzard game? No. So they we got uh, a MOBA. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of MOBAs in general, though. <laughs> and then you got World of Warcraft. I'm not a fan of MMOs. So I've never played that anyways. They also have Diablo. Which is, I think, one of their... Well, I think WoW is where their moneymaker. But Diablo is probably their second one, I would think. Yeah. And then we have Overwatch, which is the, oh, the one I play. That's... Okay. <laughs> I, okay. No, I, I mean, I don't play games in general, but... Right. Overwatch would probably be the only one. <laughs> Interesting out of all this. You know what? Another thing that's a little ironic. Overwatch's motto is, the world could use more heroes. This guy's out here, like, you know, but, telling us... You better not speak out <laughs> Uh, Blizzard, dude. <laughs> oh, so I love Overwatch. I myself have like 560 hours put into the game. You haven't... Uh... I have not played it since this. And... I don't know. I don't want to quit playing, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to deactivate your account? No. But it's it kind of sucks, you know? Like... Yeah. And then the Halloween event starts soon, and that's my favorite event. And I'll, I'll, I don't know, dude. If Blizzard doesn't fix their shit, I'm just not going to play this year, I guess. Kind of how I feel... When Disney does something bad, and I'm just like, oh, God, God damn it. Yeah, like, you know, like, I love you guys so much, but <laughs> you're, you're, you're tearing me apart right now. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Also, BlizzCon. I don't know if you're aware of what BlizzCon is. Is it Comic-Con, but for Blizzard? For Blizzard specifically, they talk about upcoming games and upcoming news and updates on their games. I thought they don't really release games, though. Uh, very sparse. Yeah. It well, takes forever for games to get sequels, but the updates are, are pretty common. All right. Uh, so this Blitz, next BlizzCon is going to happen November 1st. So It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so it's predicted that it's going to be pretty... Uh, not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are claiming they're you know going to boycott, not go at all, and they always stream it. This year, people are thinking like they're not gonna stream it. They're probably not gonna stream it because the people who are gonna go, there's go there's gonna be a handful of people who are gonna be doing time. things like that. Yeah. So it's gonna be a predicament for them. Yeah, uh, they should just cancel. <laughs> they should just cancel it. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, they already sold tickets. Yeah, I mean, they can refund yeah. easily. <laughs> so fuck it. <laughs> just cancel. That's yeah. probably their best option right now. Yeah. I do need a PR team, a better PR team, probably. This is going to be the second year in a row where BlizzCon might be a mess. What would happen? Last year is a totally different story. It's a lot more tame. Yeah. Blizzard announced a phone game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know whatever. <laughs> Who cares about that? <laughs> so, like, Diablo fans... Uh, Real gamers don't play on phones. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest issue was they hinted there was going to be a new Diablo game. And the Diablo fans were so riled up. Because the Diablo fans say that 1 and 2 are amazing games and 3 was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. So they're like, alright, you guys have your chance to redeem yourselves. You guys better make this new Diablo amazing. And it's a mobile game. And then it's a mobile game. Yeah. Full of microtransactions and stuff. Nice. But, you know, 
Yeah, it was expected to be full yeah. of microtransactions once it was confirmed yeah. to be a mobile game. And also, the majority of people play their like whenever you see statistics of eighty percent of people play video games, like seventy percent of those are uh, mobile, mobile only. Mobile only, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that counts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and there's a lot of money to be made in it. Yeah. So uh, I don't personally blame them for making the game. I do kind of say you guys shouldn't have hyped it up. <laughs> right. <maybe. laughs> if you guys knew right. it was going to be a mobile game. Yeah. But also, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. They if also you... had a couple of instances that, like, when they announced the game, there was immediate backlash. People at BlizzCon were booing them. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, the guy that was making the announcement was like, what, you guys don't have phones? And that became a giant. <laughs> that became a giant meme in the gaming that's, community. That's great. Yeah, it's it's a, it's still a thing that happens to this day. Whenever someone gets mad about a phone game, all the comments are gonna be, "What you guys don't have phones?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't like it, just don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna complain about films at some point though, so I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when you when you care about something, when you're passionate. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> but for other people, when they look into it, it always looks a little silly, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So that was the only news segment I wanted <laughs> to talk about. That's it. Nothing much happened this week. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about Robert De Niro's and James Franco's sexual harassment. Uh, if you want to. No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I don't really want to touch that right now. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm a little sad. I love James Franco, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with... What What are we talking about? Midsummer. Midsummer. all right. Do we stop it, or do we just... Yeah, should it? I press... Uh, is there a pause button? Yeah, right here? Yeah, try it. All right. All right, we're back. Let's just... This is our chat to chat again. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing this month. What are we doing this month? This month we're talking about nothing but spooky movies. Last week we talked about uh, scary stories scary to tell stories. in the dark. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Took me a second to remember. Yeah. And this and week we're talking about Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, summer with an O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give a little summary? Summary. Okay. So there's this girl. What's your name? Who knows what your name is? What's your name? Uh, Danny. Danny. Played by Florence Poe? Pug? Pug, yeah. <laughs> I don't know she's, how you pronounce her she's name. She's British. So, Pug. She's from uh, Fighting With My Family, which is a great movie. Uh, so, she's in a not-so-great relationship. <laughs> so, she's in a not-so-great relationship and her sister sent her an email saying that what that she's going to kill herself and her parents right yeah. but like in a more poetic way and then the boyfriend is hanging out with his friends the boyfriend's name is Christian right yes and they're all douchebags played by Jack Rayner Jack Rayner Rayner yes I pronounce his name but yeah hey, he's in uh, Transformers 4 where he plays a pedophile Oh, that's him. Yeah, it's him, yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll explain that later at some point. <laughs> He's also in a, a great movie called Sing Street. Uh, so the friends are like, she's abusing you because she uh, is very emotional. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, I will break up with her. 
and then she finds out that her sister killed her parents and herself. And how would you say they did it? Cars? Uh, the car exhaust thing. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Leave the car on, close all the doors and windows, and yeah. let the exhaust kill Ex- you. Except she put it in the parents' room and then she attached it right to her face. Yeah. Which is not a great... It's a pretty disturbing image. <laughs> I don't know how you felt about that. <laughs> um, that will happen in winter and then in summer... Uh, they're, the, they're still together because the guy felt bad about breaking up with her. So he's about to go out to Sweden because one of the bros, played by William Jackson Harper, his name is Josh. He plays Chidi. Chidi, yeah, in a good <laughs> place, yeah. It's kind of a similar-ish role, except if Chidi... Was, was a little douchier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, he's going to write a thesis on midsummer celebrations throughout yeah. different cultures. And this one Swedish guy is all like, hey, I do something. And they all decide to tag along because one of them wants to have sex with a woman. <laughs> and uh, I don't know about the other guy. And they invite Danny, right? Right. To go because they don't think she's going to say yes. But she says yes. And she actually goes. And then it's like this commune. It's a hippie thing. They do drugs. And then... Murders happen. <laughs> Murders happen. Sacrifices happen. It turns into like a really like cult thing. Yeah. And this uh, sex and stuff. <laughs> it's just a wild time. It's a wild time. And uh, yeah. That's what you get from the trailer. <laughs> and from here on out, it's going to be spoilers, right? Spoilers. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I think we both recommend it. <laughs> Go watch it now. Uh, if anyone's listening to this. <laughs> right. So, you saw it first. You saw it when it came out, right? Yeah, I watched it in theaters. I watched it the day it came out. I was actually really excited for this because I loved Hereditary. Yeah. So, both are written and directed by Ari Aster. Yeah. And he's... Uh, I didn't see Hereditary. But what right. I get is that he's focusing on like female anxieties a lot. Which is interesting from a male director to yeah. to tackle that subject matter in two films. How was the theater experience? Um, so it was actually pretty. It was pretty empty, which I expected it to be. Yeah. But every once in a while, you could hear people's reactions, and that was awesome. But my favorite thing about my theater experience was after the movie ended, I got up, and some lady sitting in the row in front of me turned around, looked at me, and said. That was some fucked up shit, huh? <laughs> and just walked out. Just, <laughs> she was an older woman. She like was 60? a yeah, like an older yeah. older woman. <laughs> a lot of old people just walk into movies. They don't even know what's going on. Yeah. So, so I wonder. Her, like I, I knew what to what to kind of expect. Right. So like I wasn't as shocked as probably some other people walking completely blind, yeah. which I feel that was her reaction. <laughs> but I saw Mother, which uh, is a similar sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I sat next to these old women as well. I think they were friends. And after the movie, one of them turned to the other one and said, I'm picking the movie next time. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. amazing. I yeah. love Mother. That was a, yeah. that was another fun experience. That was great. But uh, what do you want to talk about first? About the movie? So first, since you brought it up, that scene, the exhaust car scene, suicide thing. Yeah. In theaters, when I first watched that for the first time, yeah. that was that was so like 
my stomach dropped when, <laughs> with that reveal. It was amazing. Like, I felt Danny's... And then her 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 own reaction to it on the phone when she you can just hear her screaming. Yeah, she's like, she, like when she cries, she screams. Yes, it's a, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, Ari Aster like picks pe- amazing people for that because the uh, hereditary. She also screams. Like, she she like wails, and yeah. it's it's just as great. Like they Penny both Clark. get the, yeah, they both do that so well. There must be something. Yeah, <laughs> he he just knows how to make people cry. He does a great job with that. Yeah, maybe he's like, just be over the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, the la- this is such a stark contrast to the last movie we talked about, Scary Stories. Right, because Scary <laughs> Stories is a lot funner. Kids can watch that. Yeah. Kids should not watch this. No, not at all. <laughs> it's like, well, it's more dramatic as well. It's more like theater. is like theatrical. It's very theatrical. And it's, this is what I heard a lot about Hereditary, but I see it here. It's like, it's more of a drama. 100%. But it's uh, got the coding of a horror film. And that makes for interesting visuals and interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing compared to last week's movie, it was a lot more fitting for Spooktober. How do you feel Midsummer's fitting for Spooktober theme? Well, I think... Well, it's horror. It's classified as horror, right? Right. But it takes place in the summer and a lot of the shots. Exactly. Are it's very summery. Yeah. The whole movie is it's shot bright. in daytime. Yeah. Which is awesome for a horror movie. Yeah, because that never happens. Yeah. Even Hereditary was pretty dark, wasn't it? Uh, for the spooky parts. Yeah. There are some parts in day, but that's all number of a lot of horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all dark. Yeah. And here's that like the it's either super super bright and there's like basically white, or it's just a golden hour. Yeah. It's it's not there's no dark time ever unless it cuts to black. Would you say this is a scary movie? Like yes, it's in the horror genre, but are you scared? I don't know. I think I'm more anxious. <laughs> I, like I felt oh, like Oh, oh, one my yes. Gut, my anxiety gut was like is yeah. so intense. <laughs> Even on the, my second watch, I still had that same anxiety the whole way yeah. through. Like I know what's going to happen and everything and that's still super anxious watching it. Even before like the actual horror stuff started happening, like just in the beginning where there's this scene where, you know, after the guy explains to the his friends, he's like, I invited her, but she she's, she said yes, but she's not going or whatever. She comes in and it's quiet. There's no score. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, it's not like scary. It's just like an awkward sort of interaction. Yeah. But he felt, Arya films it in a way that it's like, just like really unnerving. And yeah. Like, I don't know why I felt so super, super anxious. It just felt like something bad was going to come. A lot of parts just regarding uh, Danny and Christian's relationship just made my stomach drop. Especially very early on when it's like, when she finds out about the trip and he's like, uh, what did he tell her? Like, oh, I wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. That's why I didn't tell you about it. And she's like, it would have been nice if you let me know. And then he's like, I already apologized. And she's like, it didn't really feel like you said sorry. You said, I'm sorry? Yeah. And then, he's, and then he's like, you're attacking me. And she's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then she, she's apologizing now. Yeah. And she, he should be the one apologizing. That's, Those things, like, they really depict this toxic relationship. And I just felt so bad the whole time through. You don't think that he's abusive, right? Or you think they're both bad? No, I don't think she's bad. Yeah. But I don't think... All right. <laughs> let me let me backtrack a little. be careful 
he's i don't think he's a good boyfriend whatsoever i don't think she's a bad girlfriend though mm-hmm. i do think if a guy was in a relationship with her and they wanted to leave because of how emotional she gets he has every right to sure he's a bit of a jerk yeah the way christian went around it though he's a really bad boyfriend and just kind of a bad person i think i think he's emotionally manipulative i think i think he is abusive in that in that way he doesn't like hit her or anything yeah, think, yeah yeah there's there's definitely dependency in the relationship and danny really depends on christian that's why yeah. she felt like she needed to apologize when it was clearly his fault Yeah. well that's how a lot of victims in abusive relationships feel though yeah yeah so i think a lot it could, I've read reviews of it, so All right. because that's what I do with movies that I really like. I really like this movie. It might be one of my favorites of the year. Probably right under Fighting With My Family. Nice. Which is the same actor. Uh, and it, some people interpret it some way. I think the whole thing is like a metaphor for that relationship. Like right. the ending especially, which... We'll get to later, probably. Yeah. But, uh, like, there's a there's an idea of, like, a, a constant idea of in the film, a theme in the film, is something that looks nice isn't nice. So, like, right. in, the, in the beginning when they get high, they get high with mushrooms, right? Right. And it's like, nature is really beautiful. And, like, a couple of minutes later, they start talking about all the termites that they have there. A termite problem. Yeah. And termites can kill you. Uh, apparently, is what they said. So that's like, there's this... Oh, no, it was a tick problem. Was it a tick? Yeah, and that's a real thing. If you get bit by a tick, you should get checked out, because they said the name of the disease, and it's actually Lyme. very... Is it Lyme? Lyme, yeah, and it's actually a very serious thing, yes. Yeah, then one of the characters right, says, right. ask my uncle if, yeah. uh, if Lyme disease was <laughs> worth a nice day in a picnic or whatever. And then there's also, like, in public, Christian and Danny are very... Like, he's holding her and stuff like that. At least in the beginning. Yeah. And it's obvious that that's just sort of for play. Yeah. And their relationship is not great. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. So I do want to say, this movie is the most accurate portrayal of hallucinogens I've ever seen in anything. Like, it's so wild how, how accurate they got it in the movie. <laughs> like, I felt like I was high with them during those scenes. <laughs> like... What do you mean? Like when it gets all loopy or... The visuals, partly, and the way they act. That's Mm -hmm. exactly how How people act. Really? Yeah. Uh, I want to say specifically, um, what's his name? Mark? Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Will? Yes. He's uh, a great actor. He's one of the millers. He has eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. The guy with the funny smile. (laughs) But him, pretty early in the beginning, when they first do the shrooms, they land there. And he's like... He asked for for the time, mm-hmm. and it's like 7 9 something. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yeah. And he's like, how? It's still bright. And then he's like, you can tell he's having a bad trip. Yeah. And that is so accurate <laughs> to how people act and have a bad trip. He's like, all right, all right I don't want new people. I, I'm, I'm just going to lay down. Can you guys please lay down with me? I, I've seen my friends act like that. <laughs> and that's exactly how it is. Yeah, I think Pete, Ari probably has taken. <laughs> he himself yeah. likes to <laughs> partake in mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> that gave me so much anxiety though watching them get, uh, high? get high. Yeah, cause like I said, I honestly did feel like I was getting high with them. Like they, they did such a good job with the, 
with the visuals, the way they were acting, I was like, this is this is a real life trip happening right now. Really? I felt relaxed until she started. She heard the word family and yeah. then like she started having a bad trip, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that that's when it's like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> they have some cool things with that when she's freaking out. I don't know if you noticed that when she goes to the bathroom and she's like looking at herself in the mirror. Then there's something there's like a, behind her. Breathing. It's a person. Is it? Yeah. I thought it, was just, it looked like a painting. It might be. A painting of a person. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear there's, a, there's an actual person there. Yeah. It's like, it's there for such a short time. Yeah. And like, she yeah. just freaks out and starts running out. Yeah. And right at like the cut in between, it's not like, so she's just standing there. And she We don't see her move. But then the next cut, she's running out of the bathroom. Yeah. And that's also kind of disorienting. Yeah. So that's great right there. You also see a lot of things just breathing. Like uh, when they're at the dinner table and they've taken shrooms, like the meat is like moving. Is it? Yeah, you know I noticed at the end when she has like a flower hat, I noticed there was a rose. Like, yeah. Hat, but... Little things like that are constantly happening. And they're like, they're pretty, they're pretty easy to miss. It's like very small yeah. things like that. But those things like really threw me into that feeling that I myself am high. Yeah. So you that think... gave me so much anxiety watching you, it. You think this whole movie is just a bad trip? <laughs> I don't think that's the, <laughs> no. the thing we're supposed to see. I think it's more of a, this is a bad trip and horrible things are happening. Okay. All right. All right. Because when you're on streams and you're already having a bad trip, that is already an awful experience. And if actual horrible things are happening while you're having a bad trip, I, I think that's just the worst thing that can happen to someone. <laughs> <laughs> there also, I read on Reddit that there's uh, parts where if you look at the trees, you can see faces. I myself have never noticed that detail. Well, I just watched it once. So I, I watched it twice and I, I've never noticed that detail, but I feel like that'd be pretty spooky. Maybe someone was high when they watched it <laughs> and then they saw a face. And they were just like, oh, it must have been on purpose. Yeah. I will say, sorry. <laughs> and with scary stories, like the camera work is good. and But it's just sort of recording something. It's not really trying to say anything. There's not much style to it. Right. Uh, and in this one, it's like the complete opposite where everything sort of feels meaningful. Yeah. And everything is so stylized sometimes. It's just like there's interesting movements. Like we're, we're upside down at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they when they start driving towards the community, they're upside down, right? I mean, that's kind of... That means that they're going to enter some <laughs> weird world right there. So that's interesting to say. And I haven't seen a movie like this in a, in a while. Like a movie... I'm thinking of film class. But I haven't seen something with the camera work that sort of explicit. Uh, and that's such a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Hereditary. It's the same situation with camera work. But I think it uh, stands out a little more in Midsummer for me. Does it? But I think it's still... Like, I think Ari Aster is a great director. Yeah. Like, he knows how to use yeah. visuals. For sure. uh, he, I don't know if you know if you went to film school or not. I don't know. You don't know? No. It kind of feels like he did. But if not, then that's, that's <laughs> amazing right yeah. there. Uh, it felt like I, like, it just felt like so deep and so thoughtful that after I watched it, it felt like I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, not that I just watched the movie, but it, like, it made me think pretty hard the way that reading a book does. And... Yeah, I mean, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> like, uh, After I watched this movie, my exact words were, I liked it a lot, but I never want to watch it again. <laughs> we watched it again. I watched it again. 
and I kind of stand by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I go my whole life never watching this again, you'd probably be fine. I'd be probably happier. <laughs> Not happier, but I don't know, dude. Watching this puts me through so much anxiety. <laughs> it's 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 a hard watch for me. Yeah. Is this how hereditary is? Um. Ari Aster has this very style that's his, but Hereditary is a lot different than this movie. But is it like the same sort of gut? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of anxiety too. Only difference is, after I watched Hereditary, I was like, I need to watch that again. And I did. I watched it, I think, the very next day. Because one thing Ari Aster does in both movies that I like a lot is there's a bunch of tiny little hints dropped in places that are so easy to miss. And just like... Once you know the full story, if you rewatch it, some of these hints like aren't even tiny anymore. They're like right in your face, telling you like yeah. this is exactly what the movie was in the first place. <laughs> well, I noticed some things, uh, and I don't know if the film was trying to be subtle, but if can there's like lines of dialogue that I can't recall right now, but I remember <laughs> hearing it and like, oh, okay, so that's that's what that means and that sort of thing. Yeah, but there's the, a few instances yeah, of those, like with the Lyme disease line or something else something a hippie said or something <laughs> uh there's one line where uh pele he's the swedish guy who yeah. invited the mole in he talks about how this isn't his real family yeah ever since he was a little kid yeah he lost his parents in a fire and that's like kind of a reference to the end I just got that right now <laughs> when you pointed that out. Oh, oh, okay. His parents were the sacrifices before in the yeah. little house fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I, not even the house, that I temple thing. I didn't connect that. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of it's, there's a bunch of things like that. Yeah, it's it's cool. <laughs> um, real quick, how do you feel about the runtime? I remember you told me that it is like it does feel its length. I do. It's two hours and thirty minutes, right? Two hours and twenty-three, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah two thirty. So I was talking about this when we watched. We talked about it. Yeah. I said I watched a bunch of movies that were very long this year. The only one I Enjoyed. hated was it. <laughs> the only one you hated. Not, not hated. The fact that I hated it was so long. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Midsummer. It does drag. Not drag. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's two hours and thirty minutes. It feels about. And if you feel it, but it's a it's a positive in this remark. Because you feel kind of trapped in there for those two hours and thirty minutes. You kind of want it to, like, go by faster so you can get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's how I felt, at least, personally. Yeah. Well, for... But it added to the movie. Yeah. So it's, it's a positive. For the first hour, I think I was so captivated that it just went by really fast. But the second hour, I took a break in between. I took, like, a 20-minute break because mm. I'm like, I gotta... I gotta... I gotta, <laughs> I gotta clear my head for yeah. a second. Yeah. And the next hour and a half was kind of... A bit. It did feel longer. Yeah. I don't know if that... That's probably intentional. Because that's when stuff starts getting weird. Is around the midpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel... I've watched shorter movies that feel longer. Anyway. Yeah. I feel like this earns its length. So, there's a director's cut. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. That is three hours long. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in theaters, we were showing it for a while. I wanted to see it, but the the AMC my my house didn't show it. Right. And uh, I hear the director's cut is like those thirty minutes are actually uh, very meaningful. Like, do they reveal something? 
not necessarily that. It's more like this hours. This movie's already two hours and thirty minutes. Like if they had thirty more minutes, it might just drag on. But no, all those thirty minutes are all very well used, mm. and they add to the movie. They're never, right. they're never a bad. Like most things that are cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, most things are cut because they were like, oh yeah, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, it's but right. yeah, in this instance, I heard it's actually all works a lot better as a full three-hour experience. That's what I heard in Batman v Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so. I... <laughs> yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Suicide Squad. Like I, I talked about that also when we talked about it. Right. How I downloaded the director's cut because everyone was saying if you're gonna watch it, might as well watch the best one. I feel like that's what everyone says with the director's cut, though, is that it's better, or at least improves on some things. I think one part of it is if someone really liked this, more of it isn't the bad thing. Right. So And usually it's the fans. That, people who say that, they're like, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're the only ones that are going to like sit through yeah. 30 more minutes. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. I I don't know. I want to watch the director's cut, but it goes back to, oh, I never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> I, I'm very conflicted. I, yeah. I do love this movie. You own it on Blu-ray. I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's it's not even a chore. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's it's it feels like I'm torturing myself when I watch this movie. Yeah. I'm putting myself through all these awful things yeah. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh I do uh did you wanna talk about something in specific? Uh a couple of things. So I wanna talk about the uh the suicide. What was the word for it? Oh, okay, so like, was that halfway through? I think that's halfway I think through. that's the exact yeah. halfway mark. After yeah. that point, it gets weird. It gets wild. So they have two ceremonies that they talk about. They say one's a little one, one's a big one. So the little one is that these two old people uh, reach the age of the end of their season, the end of their life cycle. Yeah, they talk about that in the movie. Yeah. They see life as... Seasons. As seasons. So when you're born... I don't know what season that would be. Oh, another thing that goes back to it. During <laughs> that part where they're talking about the seasons... Right. They say, uh, when's the last season when they're 72? What happens after that? And he's just, Pele's just like, yeah, like, they die. Yeah. And <laughs> at first, it's kind of taking it jokingly. And then we get the reveal that, nope, yeah, they no, really no, die at that really age. <laughs> so it's like every 18 years, right? So from 0 to 18, that's something. 18 to 36 is spring. spring. 36 to something. What's 36? Math, 18? guys. <laughs> uh, like 50-some to I think I'm getting this wrong. I, think... I do think that the last age is 72. I yeah. think I remember specifically so that. It's when you're a baby it's spring, teenagehood, that's summer, and then old people are winter. Yeah. So 72 is the highest number that they can go up to after that they have to die cuz they believe that it, life is useless after that? Or, uh, they believe life is a circle. Right. That's the way they describe it. Because after they, the two people jump off, those uh, those two other guys want to leave. They freak out. Yeah. And then that lady is like, trying to calm them down. She's like, it's, this is a beautiful thing for us. They're very happy to do it. They think life is a cycle. And yeah. by doing this, they're giving their life to the children. Yeah. So they what they do is they um, they drink something. I don't know what that was. Yeah. But then they jump off a cliff and they smash their heads in. This is the first hor- horrifying thing that happens in the yeah. movie. <laughs> and it's really gruesome. Like, they really, like, show it, like, up close. So it's a man, woman. The woman jumps, dies, perfectly fine. Yeah. The man jumps. <laughs> jumps. 
perfectly fine. I don't know. She's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. She's <laughs> yeah. dead. Yeah. She's good. The man jumps. He breaks his leg. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> so some guy comes up to him with a giant sledgehammer. And then... And Boom. Brashes his and brains in, and then people take they they action. show it. They show everything. It's, yeah. it's very gory. Yeah, and it's not. I don't know if it's realistic. Uh, I've never seen a head. It looks realistic. In. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of explodes like a watermelon. Yeah, so it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what happens to heads. Yeah, it feels realistic. When they show the leg too, it's like chunks ripped off because the bone ripped through and it looks it looks awful it's gross yeah and the cinematography is beautiful so it's kind of like a juxtaposition of that you want to say oh yes so they call that ritual um dang atastupa atastupa i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right and atastupa is apparently a real thing really kind of okay (laughs) There's a written things. There's found documents about it through Vikings, mm. through Viking times, about it, but no actual proof that it happened. It was more like a. It definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is uh, the blood eagle. So during the Athens Stupa, the two guys that freak out, they're not the main group, but they become friends with them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember their names. They're connie and simon connie and simon yeah they're british one of them is british yeah yeah so they freak out they they want to leave and they tell them all right all right we'll call you guys a bus you guys can go home and Uh, then later on in the movie find out they they just they didn't leave they died yeah and what happened to simon was he he was the one that was hanging that was him yeah in the chicken coop yeah they had him ripped open and you could see his insides and they had the, he's hanging through the skin of his back, right. and it's put on hooks, and it looks like wings. Yeah. And that's called the blood eagle, which is also apparently oh an actual God. tradition <laughs> the Vikings used to do. Apparently, <laughs> there's again, it's written down, no actual proof type of situation. Yeah. So it's kind of cool, like the Ariaster got these uh, old Viking rituals yeah. and put them into the movie. Well, Vikings are Swedish, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they even have a line about Vikings in the, the movie. They? Yeah, oh. uh, very early on. Where uh, Marcus like, why are these women so beautiful? Oh, it's because the Vikings. And she said the Vikings took all the beautiful women. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh is his name in the movie. Yeah, that's another. That's another thing with the beautiful, but as a bad, dark underbelly. Yeah, yeah. They're they're beautiful women, but they were kidnapped here. They were kidnapped. (laughs) That's their history. Uh, That's disturbing, honestly. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. I, I like I knew I was like they died, but I couldn't find who was who. I didn't think it was him at first when I first watched it, but right. then I read online someone's someone was specifically talking about the blood eagle ritual. Okay. And they were like, and that was Simon, and I was like, oh, that was Simon. Yeah. Because you, I don't think you see his face at the time. I think he you're has supposed to. Flowers on his eyes. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Which is another part of that <laughs> beauty dark underbelly. Yeah. Yeah relationships did you like at the end when they show everyone in the little temple uh you mean like with the people that died yeah they bring them all back you kind of see what happened to them yeah well i didn't know who was who again (laughs) i think i knew who william jackson harper was yeah his was pretty easy they didn't really do much to him uh but i couldn't tell who mark i couldn't tell what happened to them was he in the fire yes he was do you want me to tell you which one he is yeah uh, he's the one in the wheelbarrow. 
And really? he's the... Like, they skinned him alive yeah. and put hay inside of his body. Oh, that's why he looked weird. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, hay yeah. inside. Okay. You can see it, like, pouring out of his hands and eyes and mouth. Yeah, well, I knew they took off his face because there was... There's the scene where Josh wants to look at their Bible. Yeah. He wants to take pictures of it, so he sneaks in at night. And then he there's this... Someone comes in, he's like, Mark, what the hell are you doing there? I don't know why he would assume it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then he, they smash his head in. And then we see that it's just like the skin. Yeah, that part's actually kind of spooky. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Yeah, like I knew it was somebody else, but I wasn't expecting them to actually wear his face. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's a another throwback where they ask what what game are the kids playing, and they're like, oh, they're playing Skin the Fool. And really? Mark, <laughs> yes. And Mark is the fool. They skin him, and then they put a little jester hat on him. Really? Oh, that's what he had on. Okay. Yeah, it was a little jester right. hat. He was the fool. Nice. So the kids skinned him. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty horrifying idea. Yeah, that's a lot of good, good. This is a lot of foreshadowing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> like first time watching, you you really don't catch any of it. Like I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of it. <laughs> Uh, since we're in the ending already, I, uh, so when, so the fire goes off, Christian is there in the bear suit. Yes. So she had to choose between, she became the queen. Okay. There's a lot she of She is the May queen. She, she became the May queen because she danced a lot and the others like dropped, right? Yeah. And she had to choose between, uh, one of the villagers and Christian to sacrifice. And she chooses Christian. They put him inside a bear like uh there it's fur and they put him in the middle and then he just burns alive right right so and the last shot of the film is her smiling not like creepily but it's like a smirk so what i took that as is a, it's a metaphor so she decided to finally leave that relationship in his abusive emotional whatever so when her parents died, they died of it like a very toxic way, the toxic by the gas fumes. Yeah, and that's not like that's dirty. That's it started like the toxic way that she felt in mm. her depression, and this fire is like it's associated with like cleansing. So yeah. she, you know, cleansed herself of all that mess, and now she's able to move on. You know, after she was empowered because of the competition, she was. Winning, she was enjoying herself, and then she won. She became the queen. So she was finally empowered. She left the relationship, and now she's better off because of it. So that's my little analysis <laughs> of that ending. I think it's pretty on-point stuff. Yeah. So I read that uh, Ari Aster himself said he wrote this movie based around a bad breakup he had. So I think that's pretty... Was he the douchebag? <laughs> Honestly, dude. <I> <laughs> maybe. maybe maybe, maybe he was a douchebag. And this movie was kind of him like repenting like, oh, I, I see my ways now. Yeah. Like, uh, I shouldn't have said, stop crying or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever these guys do. It did feel... Like, I don't feel... I didn't feel bad about them dying. Especially Mark. Because he's like... Awfully <laughs> disgusting. I don't. I don't think they should die. <laughs> no, I mean it's a film, right? Yeah, it's a film. There. I. I felt. I felt bad for them. Like if they Especially were really Especially Chidi. He's just a scholar. 
Right, but he's not breaking some rules, breaking sure. Some rules. But pretty, I, he's he also he's also but well, I it. So in the diner scene, uh, in the beginning of the film, he also is like, "Stop your relationship. You got to focus on your work." Right. Take right. Yeah. And like he's very not emotional. Like he's pretty. I don't think he cares that much about people. Yeah, he's definitely in it just for the knowledge. Yeah, which is a, a way to look at life, but. I guess in this film, Ari's saying that that's not a good way to look at life. You know, you should feel emotions, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's not phased when the people, old people... Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he he already knew about it. Yeah, but... I, they tell him that tomorrow we're having the... At, 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 at the stupa, yeah. however you pronounce that word. And he's like, oh, that? We and guys are really doing that. <laughs> yeah, like he... He was actually excited for it. He knew exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean... And he's just like totally okay with it. Yeah, that's in, in one of the reviews I read. They sort of took it as an interpretation of how other people view life. So that's you know, Chidi's way. Chidi's way is one way. Yeah. Uh, the Marx is another. You know, he like vapes. He's sexist. He's sort of very crude. <laughs> right. Uh, Christian is like a coward. He's a dick. He's very self-involved. Uh, what's her name? Danny is very emotional. She, she like feels her emotion. That's her. She studies psychology. You know, that's her yeah. viewpoint in life is just purely emotions. And what you're saying is that's the right way. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's it's probably she's the only one that lived, right? So just be emotional, guys. Don't be afraid to cry. Uh, the the review I read, which is from Vox, as they they suggested that. None of these are right. That life is pretty dark and there's death and there's a lot of tragedy and there's not a lot of... right. There's no right way to see something. Like, you know, how we treat death, it's very sad and how the villagers treat death, it's like a ceremony, right? It's like right. something to be celebrated and neither of those are particularly right. It's, just, Ari is just show, sort of showing us this is all sort of the same and it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, 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 life doesn't matter. That's what their interpretation was. I don't know what the reviewer's name was, but that was her interpretation of the film. I've heard another interpretation that this movie is about family. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's a pretty simple one. Yeah. She loses her family in the beginning and then it's her getting the new one. Yeah. And they're weird. <laughs> So, what do you think the thing is with, uh, you know, when he's having sex, he has, Christian has sex <laughs> with a girl, uh, and then she's, when, like, she starts moaning, the people around her are also, like, sort of, like, empathetic. Moaning along with it? Yeah. yeah. So, that happens a couple of times. Yeah. The, when the old people die, and the old guy doesn't die immediately, he's in pain, everyone around screaming. starts, Yeah. yeah. Uh, once Danny walks in on Christian cheating, yeah. she runs away and starts absolutely screaming and crying yeah. again, and all the people around her are yeah. joining her along. And then when the people are burning, everyone's screaming as well. Uh, um, so the first thing I want to say about this, the first time I watched the movie and I saw Danny crying and the people started crying with her, I thought, I was just like, how horrible would that be? You're <laughs> having this traumatic experience and these guys are mocking you. <laughs> But they're they're not mocking her. They're empathizing. Yeah, her. yeah. I think <laughs> that's probably the thing is that these guys are really empathetic. Yeah, and they're sort of like a, 
they're not really individual. They all are a part of society. Yeah, they're all just one big family. Yeah. So whatever one person feels, the other one feels. I'm not sure if that's being shown in a positive light. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because <laughs> like here in America, it's like really we're really focused on individualism. Yeah. And over there, where they are, it's more uh, we're all in this together and stuff. So maybe it's a critique on that. I don't know. It is weird. I thought like when she started crying and they started crying, I thought she'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me! What, the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly felt like it, it, it feels more like they're mocking her. Yeah. It, like, now, the second watch, I do see that it's, <laughs> it is just this family yeah. being there for her. Well, there was this this little small thing that I noticed is, so there's one specifically that's holding her face while she's doing it. And, like, she's she's repeating after Danny. And then after a while, like, they switch and Danny's repeating after her. So mm. it's sort of like her becoming more part of the family, which is an interesting thing that I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Mostly because it reminded me of a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's right. something similar that happens in it. And so that's why it looked familiar to me. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> it's a pretty layered movie. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably write a film essay on this be pretty long it's great <laughs> how do you feel about the that one painting of the lady and they're like showing how to make a love potion and then it happens in the movie oh <laughs> okay so when in the painting she stabs herself right no no she just shaves herself. Yeah, she's cutting her pubes okay, off. Okay, that's not what I said in the drawing. I thought she stabbed herself. Yeah, and then she's bleeding because she's having a period. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. So she shaves herself, puts it in the guy. Yeah, so that's the, the love potion is she shaves out her pubes, puts it in the meal, feeds it to the guy she likes, and then she falls in love. bleeds into a drink, yeah. makes him drink it, and then the guy falls in love. <laughs> I just realized. There's oh. yes, there's one scene where they're all in the giant dinner table. Everyone has a drink. It looks like lemonade because yeah. it's like yellowish. And, and then you get to Christian's drink, and, and his it has a bit of a pink. red hint. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god! I knew, but like obviously they point out the pube. Yeah, they point out the pube when that happened. They make that one pretty obvious. Yeah. And this one's a little more like they just show it on camera. And they yeah, talk about it. But I thought I just thought, oh, it's pink lemonade because she's a redhead. <laughs> and I thought maybe that. Nah. Has something to do with it. It's a period blood. Why does he drink it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty gross. Yeah. And then that's the girl he ends up sleeping with. Yeah, and then he dies. And then he dies. He's probably father. So would you consider him cheating on Danny in that scene? Yeah. He's drugged. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, if, if people were drunk and they still cheated on you. Would you consider it cheating? I don't know. That's a situational thing. I think if you, if one person's drunk and the other one's not, then it's rape, you know? And rape isn't cheating. Right. And this, it, I do kind of get the impression that Christian was taken advantage of, but I also feel that if Christian wasn't high, he would have totally cheated on Danny. Yeah. I mean, he's the. it's not like they forced him down or anything. He was just laying there. And then yeah. he took it. You know, he could have left. <laughs> no one was holding him back. At one point, one is pushing him further in. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know if they counted. I wonder. I read a couple of people saying in their in their theaters during that scene yeah. when she's pushing him further into it, everyone just started laughing. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> It's, <laughs> no one was laughing in my theater. I think everyone thought it was very awkward. I chuckled a little bit. I, <laughs> that must be super awkward to film, honestly. <laughs> like you're already doing a sex scene with like twenty other people there, and then someone starts in and they actually grab your ass. Yeah, she's pushing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Danny watched this movie. My brother, he he's not really into film, and uh, I have no idea why he decided to watch this film. <laughs> I was talking about it in my friend's group chat. And he was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. And I was like, I don't really recommend it for you. And he watched it anyways. And that was the one scene he had to talk about. Yeah. It was, it, that was the scene that stuck out to him. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> it is the one that's like sort of burned into my yeah. my memory now. Uh, I don't... Well, she's also drugged too, right? The girl... I don't remember if I ever see her doing drugs. It's assumed but, all of them are because yeah. they're passing out the shroom tea. That's yeah. what they're drinking at the time. But I don't see her drinking it. She's been playing this for a while. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is it, it does feel like he was a little manipulated into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like... I don't feel bad for say, him, though, because like I said, I do feel like he would have totally cheated on Danny. He was say, trying to leave her and everything. Let's say she seduced him, not necessarily manipulated him. Okay. Yeah. Because he is... Like, when they first get there, he's already interested in her. Yeah, he's uh, like she looking just at her. kicks him a little bit, and that's the first interaction. And he looks at her, like, pretty <laughs> longingly. Yeah, that's so, all it took for him. Yeah. And, obviously, he, it's assumed that he was already cheating on her anyway. Uh, it was. It's also assumed that he was going there with the sole purpose to cheat on her. Yeah. If they didn't break up, they, they were talking about, like... Imagine all the girls you're going to fucking Sweden. Yeah, so it's also about like how Danny took it, though. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the final straw. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... You think she wouldn't have killed him if it wasn't for that? I mean, she didn't kill him. She wouldn't have picked him for the sacrifices, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, Probably not. She was uh, like, even when they when they have crowned her the queen and they're like, you have to go bless or whatever. She's like, can Christian come with me? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that was you know. that was the last thing. Yeah, that's all it took. That little like, push. You're actually unfaithful, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a tweet accusing this movie of sexism, and I can't find it anymore. <laughs> and I can't like I googled Midsummer sexism just to see if anything popped up. If anything popped up, if anyone was documenting, like if something happened, nothing. So. I don't know. The only, like, negative reviews that I saw are, like, the typical negative reviews that you see in movies like this. It's, like, it's grotesque. It's yada yada. Yeah. There's a lot of negative reviews like that. Roger Ebert had a couple of reviews like that. So it's not like they're trolling or anything. That's just how they feel about it. I saw a couple of negative reviews that were more like, this isn't horror. <laughs> yeah. They were expecting more of a jump scare movie, and they, right. get, they saw this. Like, actual reviews? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's uh that's that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, um I will say uh last year I didn't really watch that many movies, but every year there's like at least one movie where like it just hits me pretty hard and like it just makes me feel 
down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd have to go back two years ago, two years ago after I saw Lady Bird. After I walked out of that theater, I was just like kind of really weird and, and made really aware mm-hmm. of life. And like the same thing happened. Like, I just watched it. And it's I'm, I'm still in that sort of state. <laughs> and it's that's great. <laughs> yeah. You can find a movie that can affect you that much. That sounds like a pretty good experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate this movie? Uh, nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, out of ten. <laughs> I might give it a ten. A ten? I don't have any negative critique to put into it. Right. Like, all the negative things I can say about this movie are just about the way it makes me feel. And it's supposed to make me feel that way, so it's not like that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's some people see that as a bad. Thing. Yeah, some people would would, yeah. would take points off for that, but I give it points for it. Yeah, um, I did want to talk about a little bit about the actors and their work because there's a lot of known actors for an indie film, like actors that probably could be pay, could be paid more. Right, right. So the first one was the guy Christian. What's his name? Uh, let me have it here. Jack Rayner. Jack Rayner. So, I don't know if anyone saw Transformers 4. I made a billion dollars. So, you probably did. <laughs> unless you're 14 now or whatever. Uh, I saw it when I was, when I was 14. <laughs> um, and... So, Mark Wahlberg has this daughter who's 17 in Texas. And the he's like 20. And he's dating her. And there's this scene where Mark Wahlberg's are like... This is illegal. And then the guy's like, no, it's not. And he takes out a fucking card in his wallet. It's like Showing the, the Romeo, age of consent. Yeah, the Romeo and Juliet law, meaning that they uh, were both underage when they started dating. And so it's fine when one of them becomes of age. <laughs> and that's like the creepiest shit. Like that's... <laughs> like, to have it ready? Yeah, and it's just like Michael Bay's are already bad, pretty bad with that stuff. Like, especially in that film... The 17-year-old is overtly sexualized already. So you're uh, putting that explicitly in the film. <laughs> it's just like, goddamn, man. I haven't seen that movie, but I have seen that scene. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was talking yeah. about it. It's like, I think Red Letter Media made a joke that a producer's son was, like, dating an underage girl. Like, you better put that in the film so more people <laughs> more people know about it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, obviously, William Jackson Harper, he is... Chidi on The Good Place. That is a great show. Yeah, I love him in it. He's great in it. He plays a philosophy teacher, which is pretty similar. It's not... I think he's an anthropology person. Yeah. It's in the same... They're both scholars. Ball house, you know. Except they're very different scholars. <laughs> Chidi cares a lot about people. People. Yeah, and he does not. Yeah. When he said... He, there's a line where he, in this movie where he says ethics. And I was like... Yeah. <laughs> That's fan service right there. Uh, I saw him in a movie recently called Patterson, which is with Adam Driver. came out in 2016. And, and it's an indie film. It's also pretty weird. And I'm like, I guess this is what he does when he's not in a good place. He's just in <laughs> weird indie movies. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's his name? Will Palter? Will Palter. 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 Yeah. Yes. He's British. There's only one American, by the way. That's 
Chitty. That's William Jackson Harper. He's the only American in this film. <laughs> Everyone else is British. Even uh, the guy that plays Pele? Yeah. Oh. Is he Swedish? He's Swedish, I think. He might be actually Swedish. Okay. He sounds Swedish. like genuinely Swedish. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, actors can sound genuinely all the time, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of these guys have great American accents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is in a movie I really like called Detroit. You've never seen it? No, but I remember uh, trailers for it. Yeah. It's great. It's directed by Catherine Bigelow, who directed The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, which is about Osama Bin Laden. So she's in really into really heavy dramatic stuff. And he's great. He's great in that. He's also in the Maze Runner and he got his start on Word of the Millers. That's a great sort of traction that he's got now where he's like now he's picking interesting projects. Like he was in Bandersnatch. I guess he got a lot mm. of money from the Maze Runner that he's able to do this now. And then finally the main character Florence Pug? Pug. Pug. Yeah. So, she was in a movie called Lady Macbeth, which apparently is great, but I didn't see. It came out in 2017. But this year she came out in a movie called Fighting With My Family, which is amazing. She's amazing in it. And that's directed by Stephen Merchant, who is a great comedian. He used to work with Ricky Gervais. No, he doesn't. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a really... Like, you wouldn't think of it because of the trailers or because of even the title. But it's a really, like, emotional film. It's pretty... It's nice. Like, it's a feel-good film. But it's very well done. She's obviously in this movie. And then she's going to be in a movie called Little Woman. Coming out in the fall. With Jasmine really wants to see. Yeah, yeah. That's written and directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, that's based on a classic novel. It's probably going to be a big presence in award season. It's probably going to get Oscar nominations so she's doing pretty good this year yeah yeah and, she, and I'm glad because she's amazing like, yeah this, this is the only movie I've seen her in but she is amazing yeah. in it like she's so she has this ability to be so vulnerable on camera where especially in this film there's a lot of close ups like she's very close to the camera but she's like just so emotional and it's just so great like it's really hard to do that yeah. especially when you have lights and stuff and it's, it's like it comes really easy to her which it probably isn't but it it just looks really effortless it's like her work is just amazing so I, I'll to see her in more stuff and she's probably going to get an Oscar nomination nice so unless but not for this but not for this this might get an Oscar <laughs> nomination for cinematography I'd say I think Hereditary got nominated for that did it? I think so we can Google it. All I remember about Hereditary is Tony Collette didn't get nominated for Best Actress. Uh, actor. Actress. Isn't actor a gender neutral term now? Yeah, but the, <laughs> the awards are still split uh, okay, up okay. into in genders. Which, yes, and yeah. she should have. <laughs> um, who won that year? Was that last year? When did Hereditary come out? Did yeah, it came out last year. Okay, last who year. won Best Actress in the Leading Role? God damn, I usually have the shit memorized, but I don't. I Olivia just... Coleman. Olivia Coleman mm. won for the favorite, which I haven't seen, but I still want to. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that one. But, nah. Nah. <laughs> Tony Collette, dude. She killed it. I think. I prefer. Hereditary over Midsummer. Really? Because it 
fills my traditional scary movie role a little more. And this is more... This is horrifying, but it's not scary. It's not a horror movie. I I, I personally still call it a horror movie. But I I don't call it scary like Hereditary was. That's why we're talking about it in Spooktober. (laughs) Are we going to get copyrights? (laughs) Nah. (laughs) I feel like other people have used Spooktober too. Probably. Bob Iger doesn't watch this. (laughs) Here we go. Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, Star is Born, Never Mind. Uh, but it's, I think this one has a pretty good shot, in, at least in that category. It should get best film, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, except Joker's, Joker's going to get it. The Joker's going to win. <laughs> Joker's going to win everything. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was a pretty long discussion about that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a... Where are we at? An hour and 12 minutes. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, all right. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, uh, what we can't let go of, right? Yep. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. All right. All right. All right. Hello? Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right, we're back. So, here's what I can let go of this week. So, CNN held this forum about LGBTQ issues. Because uh, apparently we're doing every issue gets its own town hall. So each candidate did their own thing. And Elizabeth Warren came up. And someone asked her a question. I'm just going to play the clip. It's about 30 <laughs> seconds. All right. So here we go. The supporter approaches you and says, Senator, I'm old fashioned. And my faith teaches me that marriage is between one man and one woman. What is your response? Well, I'm going to assume it's a guy who said that. And I'm going to say, then just marry one woman. (laughs) Assuming you can find one. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) I can't stop thinking about that. I love her. Yeah, that was an amazing response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, yeah, there's a lot of support for that answer. Some people on the center-ish are saying that's why she's going to lose in a general election, but whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I also saw a movie called Last Black Man in San Francisco. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. My film teacher, when I was taking that one film class, talked about it, but we didn't watch it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so it came out this year. Oh. Am I thinking of a different movie then? Because I took that film class. <laughs> Last Black Man in San Francisco. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. Maybe there's another film. Maybe she uh, saw an early version of it. No. no. Wait, when did it come out? This year in July. In July? No, yeah. I was out of her class. Because yeah. I took film with her last year, but then I took English with her this year, uh, at the beginning of the year. Maybe she but just talked was... about it. Maybe she talked about my English class then. Because I swear she talked about it. Because the trailer it. came out in April. Yeah. Yeah, she probably talked about it then. Yeah, so it's about sort of gentrification and the problems that, that come with that. It's yeah, really, she definitely talked about yeah, it. It's then. pretty I, interesting. I remember the the class when she talked about yeah. it. Yeah, my teach, It's part of my class, actually. And my professor talked about neoliberalism, which was interesting. 
like he gave a little economic lecture and that's my first major i was like good job <laughs> that was a good lecture that wasn't bad at all nice yeah right, go ahead what's your thing uh so i went to the aquarium this morning for the first time in years i think the last time i went i was a tiny little kid i think in elementary school still can't tell you the age it's been forever and it was a pretty magical experience was it yeah <laughs> that... i thought it was gonna be kind of like tame I've, I've gone to the zoo multiple times i love the zoo now i don't really care for fish <laughs> <laughs> but i went and i saw a lot of these weird looking fish and i was like i had no idea this thing existed it's pretty pretty cool seeing them <laughs> Like, you know, it always feels cool seeing a brand new species. It feels kind of like made up. Because <laughs> I saw one fish that had this ugly nose, like, sticking out. And I was like, you kind of look like an alien. <laughs> it's hard to believe that's a real guy existing right there. Do you have, like, a flashlight on top? <laughs> Didn't see those ones. No. Didn't have that. Uh, is that the magic that you missed in Balloon Fiesta? <laughs> you went to Balloon Fiesta? Yeah, I went to Balloon Fiesta. Didn't have the magic this year. We wanted to leave as soon as possible because yeah. how cold it was. Yeah. Well, at my prom, my senior prom was held in the aquarium. Nice. Wait, in the aquarium? Yeah. Where? There's this room. There's a special room there. Oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> it's, uh, when I, uh, my sister had hers there too. And apparently it was nice back then. But when I, I graduated in 2016, when I went to go help set up, I didn't go to my prom, but <laughs> I went to go help set up because I was part of student government, and the carpets were disgusting. Nice. Like all the fish were not, there were very little fish there, <laughs> and it was not like nice. It did not look pretty. Our aquarium is pretty small. I was I was a little disappointed with the size. I remember it being a lot bigger as a kid, but everything was bigger as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not not a big fan of those things. I love going to the zoo. Yeah, I am probably gonna go to the aquarium more often now, cause I actually I had a good time. I liked it. Just looking at fish. Just looking at fish. Did you get to touch anything? No, can't touch anything. There's a a little butterfly room. You walk in and the butterflies are just flying around, and there's a little sign that says "Don't touch the butterflies," but sometimes you? they land on yeah. you. You know. That was the closest thing I had to touch anything. <laughs> you didn't, wasn't there something that you could touch um, the things that killed Steve the Irwin? stingrays? Yeah. Uh, there's a little place where the stingrays are, and there's like no glass stopping you from touching them. Right. But I didn't touch them. There was, there was no sign that said, please don't touch. But it felt like you shouldn't I shouldn't them. be touching them. Well, I think a lot of kids do it. Cause uh, for everything else, it was it was basically saying don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. So I was just a I just went with the the mindset of I'm not gonna touch anything. Maybe you could have. And then you got stuck. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, the sharks were cool. Yeah. There's there a there. yeah, there were sharks. They were not as big as I thought they were gonna be. Maybe they like pick only small shark species. I don't know. They look like a shark I see in movies, just a lot tinier. <laughs> there was also an otter exhibit, and there was no otters. Because they're all dead. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they just put them away for fall or something. Winter, yeah, it's probably cold. Aren't they used to warm? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not an <laughs> otter expert. <laughs> um, otters are brown, right? Yeah. Okay, they walk on land. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, otters can walk. What's it doing in an aquarium? Because they swim. Well, humans can swim too. <laughs> and there was humans in the aquarium. Yeah, that is they weren't in the exhibits, but they were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. There was no otters. That was pretty sad. All right. So this week we're having two episodes. Right? Two episodes yes. Going up. Last episode never got edited. So <laughs> we apologize <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> so there's two. There's gonna be two hours for you to hear. Nice. Yeah. And the next week, are we doing something next week? Yes. I'm. Pl- I was personally thinking of doing Abel comes home. You saw it. Yes. Jasmine didn't. I bought it on Blu-ray. I'm planning on making her see it, but we'll see. Maybe. Maybe she'll be gone there, too. Yeah, maybe this will just become a two-person <laughs> thing. Uh, that's not going to... We had a great discussion on Midsummer. I don't know how <laughs> Annabelle is going to be. Because it's, you know, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not Midsummer. Yeah. So, we're almost done with Spooktober. We're halfway through. Halfway through. Yeah. I haven't thought about where our last Spooktober movie is going to be yet. Halloween Town, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We, we, we said that, huh? Yeah, Talk about all the Halloween, Halloween Towns? Halloween Town, yeah. We'll do that. It'll be uh, good. <laughs> I think I only saw up to Halloween Town High. I saw... Is that the third one? There's five yeah, in total, right? That's the third one. Yes. There's four in total, I think. Four? Okay, I've seen all four of them. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I only remember the first two because those are the only ones I rewatch. I don't remember any of them. I remember the first two pretty well. But like I said, I rewatched them. I, I do love them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm so. all for Disney spooky stuff. Do you have any social media? Um, I have a Twitter. At Andy underscore 030. You're going to have to get a better handle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, have, I don't post anything. I don't know if you'd want to follow, but it's there. Yeah. I have an Instagram at AnimatedAndy. And you post there. No, but <laughs> there are posts already if you want to see what I look like. And not not wink wink. It's all pro Hong Kong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any social media anymore. We'll see how long that lasts. Probably two years at most. <laughs> uh, last time I left social media, I left it for about a year. Wow. Uh, I left in November 2017, and then I came back in November of 2018. Hopefully, I don't return. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I don't like how I feel when I'm on it. But do you constantly post on Twitter? This last time on Twitter, on January, I started posting a lot, mm. and I started had like I had like thousands of tweets, and. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there and then like you change your mind on things but then those things are still out there yeah uh, so i rather I deleted every once you delete your account deletes all your other tweets I don't say anything racist <laughs> uh, it's just sort of minor things that I'd rather not yeah deal with hopefully I don't have anything bad on my accounts I'll yeah. make sure before I post this episode <laughs> <laughs> my google is probably messed up now because of that like I remember Early 2018, I searched myself on Google. It was pretty apparent, you know? Yeah. And now there's probably... Because I used my full name as my handle mm. for a long time. So it's probably a little bit wonky now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do have a medium. That's just my name. Ugo Patino Kano. That's poorly written commentary. I don't check the grammar. 
So that's it. That's all I have. Add me on Pokemon TCGO at AnnieAndy030. We can we can battle. <laughs> Is that online? Yeah, it's the online uh, trading card game. It's pretty cool. Nice. Well, that's it. We'll see you next week. Good night, and I love you.